0: Hello, my friends. Today we are talking to Guillaume, the CTO of Daily Motion, and we discuss creating a vision for your team to follow, the concept of autonomous leadership, and hiring A players to create an atmosphere of trust. All of this right here, right now, on the Modern CTO Podcast. Here we go. This is the Modern CTO Podcast. and you just design the entire experience to be built on trust.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's, that's something which is, which is um, it's, it's by design, to be honest. One of our brand values, uh, uh, which is caring matters, is that we apply that, that level of caring, and we mm-hmm. wanna be, again, the home for video that matters. So we want all, all of our users, and in, in this business, you have three types of users. The, the hand users, consuming, the publisher and, and and trusted partners uploading the and the accountant and the advertisers all of them needs to be in a situation where they trust uh,
0: the emotion that's awesome i love that your focus is that right your focus is trust therefore whenever you're making decisions on product or the business you've got trust as your sort of foundational element that you're always looking at now is this the major pivot that that you've done across the company or if you if you um, helped lead another major pivot
1: it's it's the major pivot we've made uh to be honest and the and the one big that that happened but in order to do this pivot it was not just like let's pivot and shift slightly the business and everything's gonna follow automatically uh, unfortunately, this pivot meant that we have to re build our entire platform and to add into our product portfolio more product that we ever done before. I'll give you two examples. The uh, um, Delimotion has been built 10 years ago. So we have some legacy, uh, let's say issues to manage. Uh, so in addition to the, to, to pivoting, we had to face a reality that we're going to probably have to throw away a big portion of our code and make sure we can iterate fast while we're transforming and changing this platform to a much more robust and scalable platform down the road. That was, that was the the one big challenge. The second challenge was if we really want to be trusted, then it means we need to rely on ourselves only. We can't rely for part of this business on a third party company that would do something we actually don't control. So the second challenge was to make sure from the management of the content to the distribution, including its monetization, that we 100% of the scope. And that meant for us, in addition to just building a great video platform, we had to great, to build a great monetization platform as well. So hand-to-hand, again, we control it. Otherwise, there is no trust, trust with your partners, no credibility. If you don't control your own tool, you cannot be trusted.
0: Yeah. Especially like there's a lot of the platforms. That's one thing I've been, I've been in the room where they've made the decision to either use some sort of third party network monetization platform and, and build infinite amount of API connections to and from it and seeing all the, I'm sure a lot of people know what I'm talking about right now, <laughs> but, uh, of course. and then almost 99% of the time, what we opted for instead was Let's just build the most basic version of it, like very ultra simple and do like a two week, three week version of it and then build on top of it as the platform gets success. And I've actually never made the decision to, to purchase one of those other platforms because the amount of effort to integrate it into your business logic is the same amount of effort it is just to build it from the beginning. I
1: mean, you, I'm glad you say it because I'm trying to, it's, it's very interesting to share the same thoughts on that, on that matter. When, when you have to select and identify your partner, how can you select and identify the right partner if you haven't tried on your own to build a little bit of knowledge, to be able to take the decision. So you have to go through the process and unfortunately and enjoy the pain yeah. of learning. So, so you know what you're talking about, and then you can take the appropriate decision. Finally, we're going to do it on our own. Or sometimes you might find a partner that will help you accelerate your business. But when it comes to, if it's on the critical path of the, your business, if it's the crux of the matter uh, of your business, then you might want to do it on your own, especially when companies like Dailymotion brings scales issue. It's fine to find, to, to find a tool. It's okay to find a tool on the market that does something. Can it do it at your scale is always another question.
0: Yep. How many servers are you going to boot up to power the inefficiencies? Is it even possible? What type of maintenance headache? Oh yeah. I love it. So you're, you're all in that. Cause you guys are like one of the more popular websites on the internet. You, how much traffic, just to give me a ballpark, how much traffic does daily motion get?
1: My three, 3 billion views per month, uh, more than, uh, uh 215 um, million users. Uh, as well, so it's uh, it's quite significant. And uh, and to your point, um, starting the I mean the company has been started ten years ago, and ten years ago you didn't have all those platform as a service, SaaS platform, oh, yeah. infrastructure as a service, etc. So the DNA of this company is there's probably a way to do it on around for uh, less money and as efficient, if not more efficient uh which is very very exciting for talent uh daily motion
0: now when you started i mean i was building web apps 10 years ago right so i there wasn't like amazon there at least weren't heroku's around then right it wasn't a common thing to have some sort of like we push code up and build it and deploy you across this network it i was still when i on my first projects we were calling up a server company they would go into the room and build in the rack and then we would um use like R sync. i think it was to make yeah company. yeah yeah we had to man we had to manage our own sync utilities and like there wasn't interfaces for it or anything it was all like you know just figure it out and so if you guys were starting then now have you been with the company since the beginning
1: no, I haven't been in a company since the beginning. To be honest, I joined in 2013. But um, even in 2013, we had a lot of things that that has been built on around to address or very specific problems. And what is very interesting in this company, and especially as a CTO, is the the um, the scope is very wide in terms of what we do manage, which is also um, a strength today for many reasons. But we operate our own infrastructure. We have our data centers, we operate our own infrastructure, we operate our own network, we are on our own CDN, for example. We don't rely on external CDNs, uh, which is very interesting when you are a delivery platform, not relying on external CDNs. And everything has been done in-house, and down the road now, we're trying to select where it's important, and that could make a difference to select a piece of tool that is different from what we've built originally in-house because it will make a difference. But there is absolutely no plan whatsoever to do everything externally, put the very trendy, shiny, new tool everywhere in the company, only the pieces that make sense here and there. For example, there is no, let's move to cloud strategy. Everybody's moving to cloud, let's move to cloud. We have a slightly different approach where we ask ourselves where, when, and at what cost does it make sense to eventually consider moving to cloud? And yes, it does make sense from time to time for a variety of reasons, but not always. This is not a one-go strategy, we move to cloud. You see what I mean?
0: Yeah, you take a pragmatic, responsible approach to your decision-making and just because the whole general public or the whole industry is hyped up on, on some specific topic and everyone's, it's like flavor of the week, you don't just say we have to have it like this, you instead say, how does this apply to us? Can we leverage this in our larger plan of what we're doing? And then that is what I enjoy from leadership because what that says is we have a vision and we have a focus and we're going somewhere and we will leverage the tools and opportunities that pop up along the way instead of having the market control our direction and vision, Uh, we're in control of what we're doing. And we will utilize the market's tools as we see fit.
1: Yeah, it's, it's you, I think you are, the, the most important thing is from what you say is we're in control. I think it's the most important thing to secure that we're in control of what we're doing, especially for the most critical assets of the business. Absolutely true.
0: So you're a global company. You're all over the world, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely correct. We were, let's say, born in France, but today France, the and even Europe represent Europe represents a third of our business. So uh, APAC and North America, uh the other two thirds. So we're definitely global with offices uh in uh, Singapore, offices in New York, offices in Brazil, offices in France, so in England, so we're global.
0: So you said about forty percent of your engineering is in New York, correct? Yes. And then yes, how that's a pretty good How large is engineering? Engineering is
1: approximately uh, two hundred and um, let's say sixty um, person today, uh, covering all the aspects as I mentioned, from the management of the content, its distribution, and its monetization, uh, with with a very uh, strong foundation in ad Tech in New York as well.
0: So. You didn't get your first job managing 200 people. You had to, you started out, you know, and you moved up over time. But what sort of challenges have you faced in this global 200 plus engineer setup that you have? You're right in that middle of like, I, I see, I talk to a lot of companies and they, you know, everyone struggles to hit 15 people. Then you get the companies that hit 50. And then once you hit 200, You've scaled teams of teams, infrastructure for your team wise, you've essentially had to solve all the problems that you will have, you know, at 1000, or even more. So uh, what what are the big lessons that have stood out to you as far as leading this global team?
1: I think the very first thing that has nothing to do with tech, uh, to be honest, is to make sure that the vision and the strategy is clear. So we, the very first thing is to define it when it's not defined or when you pivot, make sure it's clear, make sure it makes sense, make sure you benchmark it enough uh, to have something that is common sense at the end of the day, that people will start to talk to themselves and say, yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's something we can do. That's the very first step. Then the second step is to make sure that everybody, every single day, several times a day uh, is actually looking in that direction. Making sure uh, you grow a team or you hire the people because we had to do a lot of hiring. Um, You make sure you grow a team that looks in the same direction. How do you do that on a day to day basis? It's on your communication It's on clarifying and removing the blocks on the road to make sure that the team can move efficiently always, uh, in that direction. So I think two, two most important things, defining this vision and making sure the company looks towards it every single day, uh, is, is the most important thing.
0: Now, how does that actually play out on like a tactical level? Is it through the stand up meetings and you, you know, you working with your leaders and having them work with their leaders and, and in, in just continually having the conversation? Like what, what does that look like?
1: It's it's we we've based our let's say, um, operation principles on a very uh, simple principle, which is once we we have defined a centralized strategy, then we have to do everything we can to have a successful decentralized execution, meaning the team needs to be autonomous. The team needs to have the capability to um, uh, the freedom to do entrepreneurship, even in tech and and select the best solutions they believe they have in hand to ensure to a very simple and clear problem. And our job, the management team, is actually to qualify, detail, and explain what the problem we're trying to solve is. Instead of trying to push, we should use this, this piece of tech. We've hired better people than ourselves. I think that's, every, that's what everybody should do. Uh, and so I'm not here to say And especially because of the emotional specificities where my my team, they could all be CTOs of their own scope in in whatever company in the world. So I'm not going to teach an expert in a given domain what he should do. I just can make sure that the problem they're trying to solve individually resonates at the global level uh, about the problem we're trying to solve. Uh, And then they have the freedom to operate the way they won't uh, uh, in trying to solve that problem again. All relying on we've hired better people than ourselves.
0: I love it. That was that's one of the most recurring pieces of advice. So we started the show. We've been going for over a year now. Done like 200 interviews and Whoa. just yeah. I'm, I had like 500 meetings this year. It was a busy year. <laughs> uh, but what I learned was well, there's a lot, but one of the ones that came up more. Than a lot was hire people who are smarter than you. So about six months into the podcast, we ended up starting a, a company, um, a leadership company from it, and then I built a basic version in Ruby of the application that deployed the content in like ten days. And I think it was my 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 first hire before I got someone to help me with video because it's like a video based company was uh, one of the smartest engineers I'd ever met before, and his name's Nick. And I said, look, I said. I know a lot about programming and Ruby, but you are like, you know it on a really detailed level. And so I, I hired him and he has just been like amazing the entire time. But yeah, that, that's how I took some advice that I heard from some great leaders, applied it and then got the results. I haven't had to worry or think about the platform or it's stability, like nothing. He just does everything right. He has an, a good amount of pushback uh, when I'm pushing too hard. You know, sorry, I just it's, shout out to Nick. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey. hey, Nick, congratulations, Nick. Um, I think it's very important because the, the the better and smarter the talent you hire, the less you worry, the easier it is to create um, uh, a notion and atmosphere of trust because you just don't worry because you believe things are going to be done. And if they're not done, it means that's for a good reason. And that's the moment then you jump in again and try to remove the entropy, and try to uh, release the pain of a blocker and a problem. That, and then at the end of the day, I sometimes describe our role as an anthropy reducer. I'm just here to reduce the entropy. That's basically what I do.
0: I love it. And it's when you get a lot of great people, getting them to work together is part of the task too, right? Focusing on that vision, getting them to work together. Now, you said something that like, I thought was poetic. I wrote it down the moment you said it. But I never heard it described like this, and I just want to bring it up again. You said centralized strategy with decentralized execution. I want yes. you to write a book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I had that to the to do list. It was quite empty. I have to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta write. You gotta write your book now. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make that a clip and share it with with people because that is like. I don't. I don't know if you came up with that or if you borrowed it or mixed it and mashed it, but I've never heard it stated so clearly.
1: I think to be honest, I, mean, I probably have heard um, here and there over my career, but that's something I've, I've 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 tried to put in place for everything we do, and that goes beyond tech. To be honest, you could apply it to many many things you're trying to do. It it it's based on the foundation that you have to have a great team. And you have to elevate the, the level of collaboration within your company, meaning that you need to make sure that it, it only works if the collaboration is there. And we're very happy because at the Delimotion, the collaboration is there. But then then it brings another issue, which is if your company is not set up to succeed in the collaboration, how do you elevate the, the collaboration levels? But this notion of decentralized applies to various dimensions from just the fact that it's going to be autonomous team. But that's. it also applies to the fact that they're going to be spread through the globe. So by definition, you cannot be at many places. Uh, to. I cannot run the Scrum of Scrum of, of the 15 teams everywhere in the world. So they have to have something that makes sure they are always connected to what we're trying to do and the problem we're trying to solve, even if there is a, a 8 hours uh, time shift.
0: I love it. I'm so interested in... And like all the different things you do now, <laughs> I want to ask you. I make a list of topics. I don't don't be surprised if I email you in like a week or something and say, "Hey, we got a question about." This. Yeah, bring the
1: topics. Bring the topics.
0: I'm curious to know. So I was having a leadership conversation last week about this concept of margin in your schedule, like in your life. And person I was I was talking to said that they they actually schedule time to to think. Right, they'll they'll uh, take part of their schedule and say, "This is what I'm going to reflect on everything that I have learned." And I thought that was interesting because usually I'm the opposite. I'm I'm thinking, uh, "Let's fill up my schedule as much as possible so I feel productive," and I make sure that they're aligned with my goals. But to intentionally cut out time for for thinking, right, and being strategic, do you do that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I think uh, the, the, the more senior I become, the less I try to be an addict to dopamine and, and checking the to-do list. And, and, and I was having a conversation very recently with a team about um, uh, something simple, which is I want our team to use more our product, in, just, just, not, just not to make our product more successful, but just so we put ourselves into our user's shoes uh but clearly in order to do so you need time and you won't find time to um, think or prepare for something or use your product if you don't dedicate and make sure in your schedule that you have room for that and i do this every week i have scheduled moments like the friday morning where i spend time using the product, trying to think if what we've built is always aligned towards the direction of this North Star uh, vision we have. Uh, So I personally do it, yes, and I think that's a great idea. And I encourage everyone, especially my team, to dedicate time to think and and step back and look at what we've been doing. Because we're always in this, you know, the Agile methodology has a name for the iteration, which I believe is the worst name we could have uh, given to the iteration. We call that a sprint. Um, then after a sprint, you can do another sprint. And after the second sprint, you can do another sprint. So you can run and run and run again at a point in time. It's very important to step back first, because it's a great feeling to see what you've accomplished, but also you need proper time without all the assholes and things that you need to think about just to step back, think about what you're doing and be able to adapt and adjust, uh, which I believe is very important.
0: I found that true with like writing. So I'll write and then it all is sounding good or whatever it may be. And then I always leave and come back a couple hours or a day later and read it from a completely different emotional perspective or just, you know, whatever state of energy I'm currently in, I read it. And then I'm asking myself, all right, is this, does this make sense? How does this feel? I also like when I use our platform, because I, I use it once a week as well because we actually like our platforms designed as like a weekly thing that you do. So I just am a user on my platform, but I actually have a separate account and like a separate email that's just personal that I will never commingle with like testing, like when I'm making accounts or like whatever I happen to be doing for testing. Um, and then I only use it on my one specific uh, iPad. Right. And so whenever I'm touching that iPad, there's no deletion or creation of accounts. There's only like this one experience of this one individual. Uh, and I found that for me, at least right now in our growth, I mean, we only have eight people right now, so we're small, but that is a, I found that separating my device and and not bringing all my workspace stuff uh, into it really allows me to be in a different mind frame and feel more like a normal user.
1: Yeah, it it, it makes total sense. And I think that's that's something that just not happen like that uh, uh, in, in a company. You need to put in place the, the framework. Uh, you need to make sure that people feel safe about doing so. So you need to encourage it, but it's actually much more than just saying you should take time to do something. Uh, so you need to put in place the structure so it scales. This is this not only about five or six person in a company of, and in my team of more than 200. It's, it's about making sure that's something that hits throughout the entire organization.
0: Video is going increasingly mobile, right? I'm noticing yeah. I have less reasons. My bank account has gotten really good. Like I can do anything I need to do from my bank on my phone. I, I need a laptop less and less. Are you seeing that? And then how are you responding to that?
1: So we, we, we do see the trend. Uh, interestingly enough, we still have a significant portion of our users and usages on desktop. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, to be honest, if it's coming from some people, working hours, check out a video or, or a tutorial or something or a content that, that is important on a publisher uh, website, because I don't know if you, if I've been clear on this one, but Dailymotion is a platform, but we also provide technology to our publishers, so publishers on their own properties, And there is a trend today where all the publishers are trying to regain control, to exit from the duopoly Facebook Google in controlling their own audience and their own content, then we offer technology to do so. So you're a publisher, you have great content, but you want to distribute and monetize this content on your properties to engage your audience, then we provide the tech solution to do so as part of our uh, partner solutions. Um, Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. So, yes, that's definitely something we do and offer and there is there is an I will answer to the question around mobile. There is a big trend right now where where every big publisher is trying to engage his own audience because at the end of the day that's that's the most valuable assets they have. So how do they make sure their most valuable assets they control it, going back to if you want to be successful, you're gonna to have to control the elements of your business. Uh, so they want to control their audience and then we're offering all the tools uh, through our partner solutions to to the big publishers globally.
0: Okay. Uh, So I have a question. Uh, Would I choose like you know you've got a Wistia and a Vimeo and then would I like a Daily Motion? Would is that you compete in that product lineup?
1: Yeah, definitely yes.
0: Oh wow, I gotta check you guys out because you know what? Like I've been watching. um, We use we use Vimeo for our platform, right? But there's a lot that I don't like about uh, the options that I have available because we they're primarily built for being on vimeo like right like like you can host the content but all their tools are like either you, you're you doing something that we don't support you know here's a link to the video for you to embed somewhere else or you're also putting your content on vimeo.com and then we're at, we're integrating it into our app right so we need permission concept we need like features and so i was looking through wistia kind of had some stuff Vimeo kind of did it, but I'm gonna check you guys out to see what type of features you, you have. Sh-
1: you you should uh, honestly because we've 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 built this this let's say partner solutions with with an intent to be as friendly as possible to our partners. Clearly, uh, and it didn't work in the past, and that won't work in the future. We're not trying to uh, lock you down into DeliMotion, and so everything you're producing will benefit DeliMotion.com. Obviously. Uh, if you have great content, that will benefit to dailymotion.com users. But we want to provide the best services to you so you can operate your business in the best possible way. An example of that, uh, we have been working on what we believe is the best uh, HTML5 player on the market. And, and this player has been optimized to work on native apps uh, directly. So you can easily integrate an HTML5 player in a native app, in an iframe, or view in in the nick of time because if you're a partner or you want to customize the experience, change your brand, uh, the color of the player, et cetera, you want to do it once and for all and you want it to work across platforms so and you want to integrate players into devices as easy as possible. Uh, so, we shift from, let's provide a bunch of features that's going to make our partners happy to use dailymotion.com to we need to keep our partners happy on dailymotion.com but we need to make sure we provide the tools and it includes API content API data API third party plugins so you can operate your business on your own on your platform relying on our technology
0: so when you i have i have a a question about you're you're putting all these awesome images in my head right like with with the whole comp the company as a whole so now I'm curious for some reason what popped into my head is i'm curious about what your relationships are like with this with the ceo and like head of sales and how you work together to find the vision because you're getting a lot of good information and feedback from technology right because that's your technology company and so you, how, there's a lot of opportunity there and so how do you pick and balance what you're going after
1: it's um it's a it's a very good question and it's a question i get often and as unfortunate as it sounds at the end of the day on this, we have to sometimes compromise, I explained. If I put it straight, we have three clients, advertisers, content owners, and users. And, and every single platform has the same problem. And every single team within every single platform that is, that is pled for this type of responsibility enjoy the same pain. Let's take an example of a recommendation system. Would you recommend a video that you'll make sure will make and higher CPM in terms of monetization because buyers and advertisers are more willing to pay on that type of content? Would you make a recommendation that will make the content owners happy because more users gonna discover new pieces of content that might not be so relevant, but it's gonna make your content owners happy. Are you willing to make a recommendation that's gonna make your user more happy and more engaged with the platform? Uh, Bearing in mind this this notion of trust and safety of the platform. So that's the type of, let's say, mindset framework and questions we ask ourselves for every single features we have in the backlog. We have to do it. We have to go through that. The answer to recommendation system is obviously users. Uh, But that's not the the answer systematic to every single question we have.
0: That's smart. I like that. Thank you, Joanne. That's a good one. So that's how you balance. That's how you balance the. Because I mean, come on, coming to that did not ultimately. That wasn't like a very simple thing. Like it took a lot of work as the company to come to like this is how we handle this. Uh, so, yes. in its simplicity, I see the the effort, right? I I appreciate it. So that's how you would balance like the the three distinct user types.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the, there's been a little bit of pain to figure out that this is as simple as I put it. But but yes, at the end of the day, that's that's how we take a decision.
0: What are you most excited about that's happening right now? To be honest, as I was mentioning to the
1: team and my, my, my passion in, in this company and is, is about building and growing a team. So, and, I'm, and I've been very lucky over my career, to be honest. I don't know why, but it's fine. I, if I can continue to be lucky, that's fine. I've been very lucky in the, the people I've met, the, the, the coworkers, the teams, the talents I have in my team, and and as I was mentioning to them, I think we've we've be, we've done something very difficult, which is in less than two years we literally threw away 80% of our code, all the front ends. We moved from a 10 years old monolithic platform to a geo-distributed uh, global platform. We've built, we've moved from a REST API to a GraphQL API, allowing tons of new possibilities and and I'm very, very proud about the team and what we've achieved, and I, and I was mentioning to them, I was sure we would be successful, but now with what we've built and the team we have, I'm 100% confident that we can achieve this mission of building a product that will deliver the great content that matters to our users in this moment where people are looking for content and platform they can trust. Uh, and that's what I'm the most proud and 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 what I'm uh, looking in, in 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 the near future to happen.
0: You mentioned lucky, right? and i I find that i've I've had an interesting view of of luck over the past couple of years, but more recently, uh, it's misunderstood. I think luck is misunderstood. it's It's like a guaranteed thing that happens when you when you work hard, when you're humble, when you care about your craft, when you put time into it, when you care about your people, when you try to be selfless, when you try to give credit to others and raise up, you know, leaders and improve other people for the sake of them improving. And so I just want I want that to be clear that like when you do those things, luck is a byproduct of that. Like I don't think you're luck right. is as mysterious no, as You're right. You think.
1: You're right, you're right. It's it's absolutely true. And there is there is a way to describe it in sport where we often say you got to create luck, meaning it, you have to put all the ingredients uh, to nurture luck and then luck's yes. going to come. Luck is not a, a, a mean, that's a hand. If you put things right or everything together, then you're going to trigger luck and that yes. comes as a bonus on everything you're doing. You're absolutely right.
0: Yes. And so it's, it's been, I'm, I just turned 30 last year. I'm going to be 31 soon. And that's been, I think, the biggest realization of, of 30 is that while I guess in my 20s, I'd sit around and say, oh, that person's lucky, that person's lucky. But then realizing that when I ha- I only had a little bit of luck and then how to replicate it, It's uh, it's a very useful tool because when you start experiencing it, it almost becomes addictive. It's like the universe's incentive for you to keep improving and doing well. And so, yeah. I don't know why you got me think deep. Come on.
1: <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry, sorry about that, Joel. But but to try to come back to something a little bit more tangible about luck, I think, and that's a lesson I've learned from, from most of the the new generation of of, of talent, which the level of caring they put into what they're doing and and the the willingness to have an impact and not just just a job. I realized recently that the more caring you put in what you're doing and every single level of what you're doing, the more, uh, let's say, uh, likely you're going to create luck. Uh, and I think it relates to the level of caring you put in what you're doing. And that's that's a great lesson I got from from the, the new generation, to be honest.
0: How do you, how do you, I know you hire great people and the organization will definitely take on the personality of the leader. And so I almost asked this question kind of knowing the answer, but they, they, they follow you in, in, in your leader and they, your personality, whether you like it or not spreads throughout your organization, right? Cause you're the CTO, but do you have any other ways that you specifically spread your spread, your knowledge, you do anything different or intentionally, do you meet with different people regularly? Do you have any other way that
1: I think. And uh, yeah, the answer is yes. Um, I mean, we we have to have ways to communicate, and not only to our direct reports. I mean, it's, it's important to communicate to the entire company. I think the the, the other big learning uh, over my career I had is the most important thing that you can give to people, in addition to direction, is time. It's your time. Um, so, and it's not a all a sacrifice. It's it's we have to put together. The moment to share and and discuss. And it comes from just talking about the strategy at the coffee machine, which I honestly I very much enjoy because if the people of your company can share in, in in two to three sentences the strategy and the direction of the coffee machine when they're talking about what they're going to do today, then it's it's a big success. Uh, but but to answer your question, yes, I have regular meetings with uh, everybody, couple of teams, uh, separate teams in a very casual informal way where we just just discuss the items and it's not only about hey guys this is what we've done, this is what we have to do, this is where we are on the KPI, this is much more about on the inspiration about what we're trying to do, how well we are we doing, the level of confidence in the team in what we're doing uh, um, at the end of the day so everybody feel um safe in what they're doing which which I believe is the the most important and most dominant feeling you should have. In your company.
0: That's a great answer. Yeah, I like to I like to just explore around because every once in a while somebody says like something amazing like centralized strategy and decentralized executions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, doesn't come from me. I don't know that man.
0: <laughs> if you could go as we wrap up, if you could go back and talk to yourself 10 years ago, what piece of advice would you give your past self?
1: Trust one. Um, I think I would, I would start by it's very important that despite you may have an expertise and a good vision of what you believe should be done. You're going to have to listen very carefully to ideas from other people. Very, very carefully. Uh, and I think that's the one piece of advice that, 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 I learned um, through some pain, which I would give myself, which because everybody starts with the domain of expertise. Every CTO has something that has been very, very good at doing at some point. But the 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 more he grows, the more the company scales, the the less. Uh, um, I mean, it's it's unrealistic to be an expert today in every single technology that you have to run in a company like ours. I mean, ten years ago, if you were good in PHP. CQL, uh, Apache, then you could have been an expert across the board. Today, it's over. If you, if you just had the data team into the scope of what you were used to do, then every, everything is new, everything is different. You can be an expert anymore. So you got to be very careful in listening to everybody, sing, I mean, to every single idea and making sure you create the foundation so those ideas can, can grow uh, without you. That would be the piece of advice I would give to myself.
0: Your past self thanks you because that was fantastic advice. (laughs) That was good, man. That that was that was super unique. I first of all instantly I resonated with it because as a as a young engineer I was a little bit rude because I I I wasn't accepting of other people's ideas early very early on in my career. Thankfully, uh, I it didn't work out for me not being <laughs> that way and so i learned really fast but yeah that's uh that's a I i connected with that for sure
1: yeah thank you Joel. i mean that uh, i'm happy to see that it resonates because it's uh, it's always a pleasure to share thoughts and see that it resonates and that can be applied in different contexts which uh, which is always interesting
0: excellent is there is there anything that we didn't cover that you would like to cover
1: uh, no, Joel, to be honest, I think we've, we've, we've covered a lot.
0: We did. We covered
1: it. <laughs> we did. As see, did. So I know I got a, I know I got a book to read, to write. So thank you Joel for that.
0: Yeah. You have a book to write. <laughs> oh man, this was a fantastic time. Now, if people want to find out more about you or connect with you, LinkedIn or Twitter, where, where can they find you? Yeah,
1: boss, uh, Twitter is probably the, the easiest way to connect.
0: Okay, excellent. And they just search. Uh, Guillaume, but they, it's not how it sounds. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah.
1: We'll yeah. do that. Thank you Joel, very much. Excellent. Well,
0: All thank right. you so much. I look forward. Thank I'm you. sure one day we'll cross paths at a conference or something.
1: I would love to, I would love to. I mean, uh, I'd be happy to have another chat. Thank you, much for having me. Thank you very much for your time today.
0: Yep. Thank have you. a fantastic day.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Bye. bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to help, please take a moment right now to open up the iTunes app and leave a review of the podcast. If you take a screenshot of the review and text it or email it to a friend who needs to listen to the podcast and then cc me, joel at moderncto.io. If you cc me on the email, I'll send you a copy of the Modern CTO book or give you a shout out on the podcast, whichever you prefer. We're trying to get listed on the top 100 for iTunes and I need your help in order to do this.